Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yashodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. That's how I have to encourage myself. When my AirPods just did not want to connect to my computer. Like, what kind of foolishness is that? But anyways, welcome back to the Planter Podcast. I am the host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so grateful that you are here listening to yet another episode. If you are new, welcome. Welcome to the Planter Podcast. And if you've been listening, wara, wara, yeah, welcome. So we're here today with a new and fresh, exciting episode. That is episode one-on-one, like I told you last week. I am, or I have reached 100 episodes. So we are on episode 101, which is so exciting. And today I decided to talk about travel. This is actually something that is so passionate to me or I'm very passionate about. I love to travel and I love to travel especially on solo trips. So I had a podcast about this last year, kind of explaining um, my travel experience in 2019. And then I go into further discussion about it um, in more detail in a more recent podcast this year. So I can link those below. But something that I would like to do when I travel is to be able to give you kind of like a guide to where I went, what I did, how it was the experience and all of that. So you can have the confidence and a little bit of the strategy for when you want to go to a different country or maybe even a different state or a different area. At least you've listened to something that you can be like, okay, um, she did this, she did that. She said this was a good hotel. This was a great experience or this was not a great experience or anything like that so that you can make a more conscious and confident decision when you are traveling because when the world opens up again for travel more specifically when the u.s people in the u.s can go travel more to other countries um and then also if you're in another another country too but you will just have the a better experience because somebody else has told you about their experience so just a little bit background if you have not listened to those episodes i was able to do a solo trip in 2019 i was in europe and also i went to the middle east um, for a month in total so i was literally traveling i went to four different countries and all of it was solo travel i had never been to those countries prior except the uk but other than that it was like i got on the soil and it was new to me so i went to amsterdam turkey france and ooh, it's escaping me amsterdam 
Turkey. Oh, in the UK. <laughs> so um, I did talks in three out of the four countries. And again, I have a whole podcast speaking about that. So on this episode, I want to feature one of my favorite trips, if not the favorite, the most, the, I had the best time in this country and this was Amsterdam. So it's almost like I'm going to give you a travel diary of what I did day by day, how the experience was, where I stayed and all of that. So again, you can feel more confident when you go to travel to, in this case, Amsterdam. So I'm going to take you on my journey. So let's start from day one. So in this trip, I used London as my base. I had an uncle in London. So when I flew from the US, I went to London first and I would stay there. So I flew in, I think on a Monday and then by Tuesday of the following day, I left for Amsterdam bright and early in the morning. So I arrived or I came from London Heathrow to Schiphol Airport. So that was like the major airport in the city. And this is my first time, mind you, traveling alone. Usually I have traveled internationally, but I've gone with my mother or with some type of group, but I've never done this alone. So I arrive, um, the signs, not much is in English, but there are words written in English at the bottom, but in this country, um, people, majority of the people speak English. So that was good to know as well if I had a question. So I arrived at Shippel and one of the tips that I gave in my prior podcast, and maybe I'll repeat this in every podcast. If you're looking for cash, get cash at the airport because the, the, the rate is much cheaper inside the airport um, at the ATM rather than going to a kiosk. Um, you know, those kiosks like, oh, let's exchange money. Their exchange rates is really crazy. And it's easier if you have cash going out of the airport. So you're not having to basically figure out where you're going to get cash, especially if you've never been to the country before and you're not really sure how to get around. So that was the first thing that I did after I got my bag. I went to go get the um, cash first. So I had some cash on hand. Then I decided to get a travel pass. I wanted to, um, my philosophy is if I'm going to be traveling, I want to be submerged inside the country as best as I can. So that means taking the transportation that they take as well. So I purchased a 72 hour pass that gave me access to all public transportation. Um, there was like different options. And I believe the one that I got only, it limited me from one option, I believe, but, um, I was able to get that 72 hour pass. And I did that by going and asking the people there that, Hey, this is how long I'm here for. What would you suggest? Instead of trying to figure it out on my own, I decided to just literally ask the people. And at this airport, this is not the experience that other countries. Okay. Um, but in this in Amsterdam, very straightforward. They actually really were trying to help me, very like polite and nice and all that. So what this 72-hour pass did is it covered my transportation for all the days that I was going to be there. So instead of me having to figure out, oh, I need to take Uber or I need to buy a pass every day because that can be expensive. When you travel from the US to European countries, usually they have some type of passes, day passes that you can look into. 
So basically, I decided to ask all the information that I needed to know um, before I left the airport because, again, this is my first time coming to this country and it is my first time traveling alone. So I asked them about the transportation. I asked them, how do you get from here to there? How does it work? Um, And anything else that I could think of. So I left the airport. I used, I believe, their train system um, to get to my hotel. The hotel that I stayed at was the Holiday Inn in Amsterdam, specifically the Arena Towers Hotel. And it was so cute. I had like, if you look at my highlights on my Instagram, that's D-A-M-M-Y-O-S-H, I actually outlined this whole entire trip in like different stories. And I did show my room and I was so excited. Like I was like, oh my God, like I made it. Like I like I got myself here safely and I got myself here on time and all that stuff. Mind you, I was kind of walking up and down because my GPS was just kind of like, was, was good. Oh, this is important tip. And I mentioned this another podcast too i used the app move it which allowed me to go from point a to point b like it tells me which train to take the times they're coming and all of that even if you don't have data so there's a way you can set that up um so you know where you're going even if you don't have data there so anyways got myself to the hotel um really clean hotel it was really comfortable the staff was amazing Everything was modern and I felt very safe there. Uh, They were willing to answer my questions and anything that I needed. They gave me, um, you know, they they met my needs um, pretty promptly. And this was where my, the talk that I was doing. So I was doing a nanomedicine um, talk at this conference and this is where the conference was being held. So that was basically my first day there. It was just literally just getting there. So making sure I get on the right planes. I had the right information before leaving the hotel and finally getting to that amazing hotel that faced a um, football stadium and it was like in the center of things and all of that stuff. So that was the first day. Second day was my conference. So I did my talk. I again talk about that experience in another podcast episode. Um, and it was my first time doing it. Uh, it was not the best talk that I could have done. I felt that at the time, but I'm still so proud that I was able to go through with it. I was able to connect with different lawyers or with, uh, lawyers and medical professionals from different countries as well. So did the conference and then it ended early. And this again is my first time traveling on my own like this so I'm like I'm not really sure what to do blah 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 well let me not say that I was not let me not say I was not sure what to do I was just kind of hesitant to kind of leave my room in a way but I was like girl like you're in Amsterdam you've planned for this right so I decided to go to this dancing class called Femitude and it is hosted by Buki Ayo. So she's a Nigerian as well. And she lives in Amsterdam. And she basically teaches um, empowerment through um, dancing. So it's like self-care and an empowerment community. So I had the most amazing time there. It was about 20 minutes on the... I know they won't call it the subway there, but like their tube, their train, um, about 20 minutes or 30 minutes 
for my hotel so i went there met all these amazing women women i still follow some of them on instagram and also bookie as well so if you are in amsterdam i'm telling you go to that class it's called femitude i will link it below on this um, podcast but you can also go check it out. Check out the video on my stories when I talk about traveling, about the dance that we learn and all of that. Like, y'all, it was an amazing experience. So I had actually planned that out prior. So one thing that I did when before traveling was I really tried to plan an itinerary for every place that I was going to. And since Amsterdam was the first one, I was really intentional about doing that. I really wanted to get like a good experience of you know, like I said, how they're living there, taking their transportation, t- eating some native foods and all of that stuff and going where um, locals and then also where tourists go as well. I wanted to do both. So yeah, I messaged her on Instagram, said, hey, you have any classes on this day? She sent me a link. I was able to sign up. It wasn't too difficult. And I think that was part of the reason why I had such a great experience, just kind of planning ahead of time. So met up with her, met up with all the girls. One of the girls helped me get back to the train because, baby, I did not know how to get back. I was like, okay, my GPS is in this way, this way, and this way. So she got me on the right train safely back. And what was crazy was that day, Like I said, I was in front of a football field, my hotel. There was a really big game, I think, between England um, and a specific football team in Amsterdam. And I mean, there were people littering the streets. People were shooting guns or something like that in the, in, the, in the in the air. And I'm like, oh my god! Like I and I don't speak the language, so I'm like, what in the world is going on? But people are just excited. They're drinking, and oh, mind you, this is where Heineken comes from too. So you see beer, Heineken here. So when I was leaving to go, there was a lot of people. When I came back. People were leaving. The streets were littered in trash and all types of stuff. But people were having such a good time. They're chanting. They're... It was a fun yet kind of like, what the heck is going on? What y'all doing over here? Experience, but it was lit. So that kind of summed up my second day. So then day three, conference has ended a little bit earlier than I expected. So now I didn't necessarily have a plan for what I was going to do, but I kind of had some areas that I wanted to visit. So I decided to do a tour, but more or less on my feet. So put on some clothes and I just went to go and explore the city. So I went to Central Station and Central Station, how I think of it is like the center of like, Uh, like I guess places that are really popular in Amsterdam to tourists you see a lot of tourists there and also a lot of people um, that are locals there as well so this is where you find so many things to do Um, you find the canals so one thing that Amsterdam is really known for is their water canals that's where you see houseboats the houseboats are there you see um, boats driving on the canal or going on the canals going through really small tunnels and all that type of stuff so I was able to see that so I realized this is the epicenter of like where things are happening so central station and then also this is the area where you can get um, transportation by ferry, by train, and all that type of stuff, right? So I went on there and I just kind of walked around. And then I also went from Central Station to NDSM Wharf. 
And how I got there was I took the ferry. And something that's really cool about Amsterdam is the ferry is free. Literally, all you have to do is walk on. And it's just like this big old boat that holds bikes and people. And you just get on, you know, the time that is coming and it takes you to the other side of the city. And this is all for free. So you get a really lovely panoramic view of the city from the water and then also um, where you're going to as well. So you get off on the dock there on the other side of the city, so NDSM Wharf. And this area is known for the arts. So you see a lot of arts, um, kind of exhibits, people, and then they also hold conferences. I think while I was there, they were still really developing a lot of areas. So it was under construction. But the, for the most part, there was like big conference, a big conference I was going on that I met people that were like, oh, I'm the board of this, I'm the head of this. Like I would just be walking randomly and all that. I was able to take pictures and all that stuff down there as well. So that was an interesting time. It wasn't what I expected and not in a bad way. I was just curious. Like um, I was just kind of like making plans on the fly. So I would, I remember my phone was going to die. I didn't bring my mobile charger that day. So I had to sit like in a hotel and, um, charge my phone and then I met some Americans because what's interesting is when you're an American traveling to another country I mean it's not really interesting it's just the fact like you're really the only one that's speaking English openly most people are speaking in their native language and that's why I kind of like places like New York I was actually born in New York Brooklyn specifically and I love places like New York I went to school in Miami and I love places like that too because um, where I'm from, you don't really hear many languages, even though there's, it's pretty diverse where I live. Most people speak English, but you could be walking down the street and you hear this language, you hear from this country or people have migrated. Like I met this, I mean, I can still remember his face um, up until this point. This, I mean, just this lovely Italian man who was working at the hotel. And I just told him, I said, I just really love your look and you just look so nice and all that stuff. And he was telling me how he migrated to Amsterdam just to work and all that stuff so I really got to meet people uh, meet him and then also like I said an executive that was from the U.S. that traveled from California to Amsterdam for this really big tech conference that was going on at this NDSM wharf area so yeah I was just connecting with people and seeing people meeting people and all of that so I was able to meet people at that hotel and then the NDSM Morph. I had random people take pictures of me because I was like, I'm not somebody who usually takes pictures. It's not really my thing. But I was like, since I travel here, let me get, you know, the pictures that I can get. So I would ask like people that looked like I could trust them, like, hey, do you mind to take my picture and all of that? And they were like, is this what American girls do? And I was like, girl, you have no idea. Like, I think I even have that quote on my Instagram. I'm one of the pictures that I took. So that was a great experience in that place. So NDSM Morph, I left there, went back to Central Station, and I decided to walk around again. One of the things that I saw is that people in Amsterdam love to ride bikes. When I say there are thousands of bikes in Amsterdam, it's wild. There are lots and lots of bikes that you're going to see. 
people riding and if you're not careful they will hit you <laughs> like you have to be very cognizant of where you are and your direction because the road will be pointing the walk this way don't turn this way and people would be like excuse me and honking their things or whatever so almost gotten hit by bikes <laughs> seeing a lot of bikes looking at the canals just exploring um past the central station area and just looking beyond that i decided to explore look around i took a bus and i think i was trying to go to the restaurant longpora which i will get there in a second and one thing that i have learned when traveling especially in a country that is not your native language and just you're in a new area be prepared to get lost like just be okay with getting lost it's going to happen and that's where the adventure happens but like i was on a bus i decided let me just try like the bus right and I didn't know that my stop, like I had missed my stop. So I was just going, going, going. And I was like, but Move It said it's only like five minutes away. Where am I going? And then I realized like after I don't know how long, I'm like, oh my God, like am I even on the right bus? <laughs> so I had to ask somebody and I don't know if they even helped me, but I just had to get off. And at that point I said, okay, well, I'll just walk. So that's when I saw all the bikes and um, going to different restaurants and seeing, you know, like the different foods and it even went into like a like supermarket and all that. But I was lost. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I was actually really lost. It got to a point that I just had to sit down at somebody's restaurant and use their Wi-Fi to figure out where in the world I was going. But my lostness was not in vain. It was great because I ended up at the best food experience or one of the best food experience. No, it was the best child. This place called Long Pura. And it was a restaurant I had looked on. Shout out to TripAdvisor and also Instagram and all those things to figure out food, like where to eat because I'm a foodie. I love food. I'm the type of person that would travel to a different country just to be able to eat their native foods or learn to cook it and then eat it because why not? So eventually I ended up at Longpura and I have pictures for this and also I put posted it in my highlights as well. Oh my God, God, when I got there, beautiful place, I had a seat and they literally have this thing where you can sample like eight things on the menu. And it's like they give, they put in these little dishes and they give you this big bowl of rice and it was not expensive at all. I don't even remember how many euros it was, but it was so reasonably priced. I was so full. But the experience of just being able to sit down there and have literally eight different meals, <laughs> like literally eight different meals for such a reasonable price, it was amazing. And it was Indonesian food. So Longpura is an Indonesian restaurant and it has like authentic Indonesian food. And I mean, it was the best restaurant experience I think I had in my whole trip. And then I was also able to meet some Americans that were there. I hear the American accent. I'm gonna ask, where are you from? And then they asked me the same thing. And let me tell you something about the way some people are living in this world, okay? These two women are friends. And they literally are retired lawyers. And they decide to travel six months out of the year just because. They're not they're not practicing anymore. And they're just like, ah, I kind of want to be in Europe for the next six months. And they do that. 
They just, they just go ahead and do that. Their kids are older. Their kids can decide, oh, we want to go. We want, we don't want to go. And they're like, my kid won't even get out of the hotel. I don't know how you're doing this. And I was like, child, sorry to hear that, ma'am, but here I am. And it was just great. Like they were just talking about their experiences, what they've done, where they've been, how they're living. I'm like, people live like this? Like, it's not the life that just people just work till they die. I mean, I knew that, but like just seeing it in the flesh, this isn't something that you just hear like some random person say like, no, I'm seeing these people. They're out here. Get, they have their wine. They're like, oh yeah, we come here all the time. They have their favorite dish. They know where they're going next. They're ordering their Uber and Uber is expensive in Europe, by the way. Um, but like, yeah, we're going to get our Uber, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Longpura was such a great experience. If you are in Amsterdam, you're going to Amsterdam, I suggest you go there. I'm telling you, the food is amazing. Get that sampler thing where you're able to try. Because somebody like me, I have to ask the restaurant what's the best thing, especially if I haven't been there. Because I hate getting food and it tastes like cockatoo. I don't like that. So I would prefer they let me know what the best thing is. And they were like, oh, matter of fact, we got a whole sampler. Like, do you want to try them all? And I was like, oh my God, I would love to. So I did that and I went from there to the hotel. And how I planned it was like, I'm not going like in which like different directions. It's like everything was planned in a way in my mind that, um, what's closest to here, what's closest to there. Okay, the restaurant is closer to the hotel. Let me go back there instead of going here. And yeah, that type of thing. So that was day three. That was a really, really good day. And then we have day four. So I believe this was on a Friday. So no conference. This is just my time to basically do what I want and to shine, right? Okay. So again, something about me is I love to eat. So eating is like, I just, the idea of just trying things like new things and things that are native to a country, at least within reason for me is exciting. So I decided to take a cheese tasting tour um, because Amsterdam is known for its cheeses. So I went to the great place, Abraham Kef, or Fromagier Abraham Kef, to do a cheese tasting. And it's actually in that part of the city, a very well-known and popular cheese um, maker, and then also um, cheese tasting place. Like when I went there, I saw families that are native to Amsterdam coming in and eating and having lunch with their families and all of that. So I knew I was in like a place that this may not be like everybody their mama knows about, but people who live here, they know what's up. So I did a cheese tasting and it was cheese, bread, and wine. So you had the opportunity to choose two glasses of wine or a beer. Um, the type of cheeses, so like there was different levels and how many you would like. And then I also opted to do um, meat as well to pair. Um, I was so full by the end of it, though I couldn't even touch the meat. But I had about, I think, I would say, whew, 
I have to look back at the picture, but I'd say about 10 different cheeses that I tried. And how they did it was they go from like low intensity to like sharp. So I tried different goat cheeses. Y'all, I tried cheese that was like, you know that, like when I say that smelly cheese, like the bacteria is smelling. Ooh, I only ate one, one, like one mouthful. I couldn't handle any more than that, but I did it. Like, I was like, I just have to try it. Like, it tastes as as good as it smells. <laughs> Not the great. But I was happy I tried that one. I tried ones with, like, things crusting on the outside, which sounds disgusting, but it was so good. I tried ones that had, like, um, like, it was wrapped in, like, fat or something like that and allowed to breathe. Like, they literally... And I know you might be like, what in the world? No, it's it sounds better than how I'm describing it. But they literally sat you down and explained how each cheese was made, how the process looks like, how aged it is. Like the more aged the cheese is, the more like it has a bite to it. And I prefer um, those type of cheeses. Then they had cheeses that were imported from France as well. So I got to try that and they would tell me how it was made and how it pairs with the wine. And then that's where I fell in love with like jams. Like I've never like tried, like, you know, have you seen on a, on a charcuterie board? That's what they call them, a charcuterie board <laughs> or like a cheese board. There's like some kind of jam. Um, I, I, I don't know. I was like, okay, cool. But like I tried fig jam and these cheeses and some crackers and some bread together. Oh my goodness. Fig jam is the biznai. Like it just cuts off the bitterness and just goes so well. And then they brought out like two different types of jams. And there was one that was native to um, Amsterdam. Like it's made from like one fruit that's native to their country. And I mean, it was just such a great experience. Like I literally sat there for about two hours just soaking in the experience, um, you know, looking at the people, taking my time, really absorbing what was going on. Very well worth the money and well worth the experience if you're looking to do something native to the country and then also just for an experience. I think it'd be great if you have friends or your family comes along with you because they do stuff like that too. All you have to do is reserve your spot beforehand and they'll be ready for you. So I am, I'm a big fan of Abraham Kef and I'm sure if I go to Amsterdam again, which I will because I love it, I will be going there again. So after I left Abraham Kef, I decided to walk to Central Station again. So I was there the day before and I decided to walk there. It was actually not that far. And this time around, I decided to do um, sightseeing. One thing I realized if you don't have a lot of time in a city, because um, I traveled to Spain l later on in the year I literally was only there for 48 hours but how to like use up time well I believe is to get on a like a city bus tour and allow the, like this the tour bus to take you around the city instead of you having to use your feet and take yourself around because that's a lot of added stress so on this day I said I really want to see the city more let me go on this tour so I got a city sightseeing hop on hop off 24-hour bus and boat tour and it was 23 euro and I was able, again, to get it from TripAdvisor. So that was great. So I did that, but I ain't gonna lie to you. I slept for like the first, like 
almost the whole time around. Probably because of the wine. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm lying. I mean, I'm lying to y'all. It's because of the wine. Child, I was asleep. Like, I literally was on the tour bus asleep. And then when they were like, okay, this is the last one. I'm like, oh, we're here already. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I just hopped off. And I'm like, oh, okay. We'll try again next time. It's 24 hours, right? All right. So once we got off, because it ended around 6 p.m., I had also booked a um, small boat cruise. So I got this through the boat tour, or this boat tour through tours and tickets. So that's another um, thing that you can use to like get tours around whatever country you're going to. And this was 18 euros that I paid for, and it was a one hour like canal tour um, that you're able to go through the city by water. And when I tell you it was such a beautiful sight, like there were drinks on the boat as well. There wasn't too many people. There's maybe like 20 of us. We had our own seats. So the person that was running the boat was also giving us like history lessons about certain buildings that we passed by. Maybe there were factories before and then this is what they were. Oh, this is when um, houseboats started and this is the prices. Like it's mad expensive to live on the water like that. So they were saying stuff like that, describing the culture because a lot of us that were on the boat were not clearly from Amsterdam. So there was different countries being represented. And I feel like I was the only one speaking English, which was so funny. Everybody else spoke a different language. And, you know, just getting to hear them and then also what the man was saying. And like you go through these really tiny canals and you can see these amazing boats and these houses that people have built and why it became popular and it was just such a good experience man i'm telling you like that is so worth it it's so worth it because yes the hop on hop off had a boat tour but it wasn't through the canals and it's pretty big there's a lot of people there but this was like almost like an exclusive kind of tour like an exclusive like it's only you guys here and some people you can actually buy i saw on that website you can buy like a private tour so let's say maybe two of you or you're by yourself you can actually purchase a private tour just for you as well and i also got to drink heineken because heineken is from amsterdam those tours are also available too i didn't do the tour but things like that are also there as well so it was lit and then I went back to Central Station and then went back to my hotel. So that was day four. And then my last day in Amsterdam was day five. And this day, of course, I didn't have the full day because I was going back to London in the evening. So I had to make the best use of my time. I checked out of my hotel and then was able to keep my bags at the hotel. So when coming back from my tour that I was doing, I made sure to come back to the hotel first and then went to the airport because they can hold your bags. So I decided to do the go back on the hop on, hop on, hop on, hop off tour. And this time I was awake. So I was able to see what was going on and I just kind of chilled. I wasn't trying to get off at every stop. Like, oh, let me see here. Like, I'm like, child, like, anybody want to do all that walking? So I would just sit on the boat or on the bus, kind of see what I wanted to see. And then funny enough, with this tour, you had the opportunity to go to a diamond factory called Gassan. So it's a native Amsterdam or a, um, a native 
diamond, I guess, creator that's in um, in Amsterdam. So we were able to go there, see how diamonds were made. I learned about different cuts, different sizes, different finishes, the cost, and how to tell if a diamond is real. Like they gave us the whole nine yards about how to scope out a diamond and why things, why some are more expensive than others. Because like I'm an expensive type of girl, you know what I'm saying? Like these are the type of things that I need to know because like I'm classy. So I was really interested in this. And there was a lot of other people, clearly, because it was a tour from different countries and also Americans. I was able to see some there, too. So we went there. We learned a crap load about diamonds. There was also a party going on. So we were able to have refreshments and kind of see, like, what was going on. And people had the opportunities to buy different diamonds at the end of the experience. I decided to hop back on the bus and go around. And one of the places that I wanted to go to was Rembrandt's house. So they've turned Rembrandt's house into a museum. Um, I learned about Rembrandt in high school and I fell in love with his paintings for some reason or just maybe it was him. Or I don't know what it was, but I was just so excited to go to this this uh, museum. And basically, we were learning about his life, learning about how he lived, learning about his children and how he turned his home into a studio and what that looked like and how he created paint and how he had students for about seven years as apprentices. And they were not able to move on from like one skill until they've mastered that skill. And once they've mastered that, they went to the next. In that home, you would see different paintings, but there was only a few of them that were originally Rembrandt, but a lot of them were his students because they had mastered his ability to paint the way that he did because, you know, they they valued craftsmanship. And that's actually something that I really enjoyed going to Amsterdam and just this museum is this idea of craftsmanship that somebody dedicates their time and their efforts to learning a skill and a craft and being the best at that thing. That not necessarily they have to do this and that, but like they master something, they stick with something. And just, I don't know, there's just something interesting about that concept. That's why I'm so interested in like creatives and people like, wow, like you dedicated your time and energy to master a craft whether that be podcasting or youtube or painting or even being a doctor or whatever it is for you i love um, seeing the process of somebody mastering a craft so that was a really great experience then i went to go try i don't know what it was called um, but it's like this hot dog that they they be eating though I don't remember what it's called, but it was really good. And I was just trying to get like street food and all that. And then I had to just go back to the hotel, pick up my things and then go to the airport. And from the airport, I went back to London and literally um, about a day and a half later, I was on the plane again going to France. So that was my Amsterdam trip. Um, I'm going to leave all of these resources that I mentioned and places and all that. The links are going to be in the notes of this podcast. So you can click on them and see and kind of scope around with what you would like to do if you're going to Amsterdam. I hope this gave you a really great experience about my own experience, but also um, what you can do, especially if you have a short period of time. I was there for about five days. Really, I would say four days because I won't count the first day because I kind of got there like in the evening time. So I didn't really get like much to do. But 
yeah, I was able to really use my time really effectively and have a really amazing experience. So again, everything will be linked below and I hope that you, you know, travel to Amsterdam because I'm sure you'll love it. <laughs> I really did enjoy that country. So I'm going to be doing these um, probably again, kind of sharing like my, tra- I don't know what, what to call it, travel diaries or something, just to encourage you to travel. I feel like traveling really gave me a better perspective of who I am and made me feel more confident. Cause it's like, if I can pick myself up and go to a country that I've never been to alone for the first time in my life and do it so well, I can do anything. Like, I mean, that is a very bold thing to do. So if you could do something like that, or even if you're planning for a group or somebody else or whatever, I think it's amazing. So yes, I hope this encourages you and you will travel wherever your little heart desires because that is the thrill of life. So let me know where you are going to travel next. And if you've been to Amsterdam, let me know what your experience was like. I would love to know so that maybe next time that I go, I have some new places to go to. And speaking of exploration and craftsmanship and honing his skills and all of that, finding your identity, right? All of that good stuff. If you are interested in creating a podcast, aka a pod snatch, then I can help you with that. I am somebody who's been podcasting now for over four years, over 100 episodes, and really finding great purpose in podcasting that has really helped me activate um, who I am, my calling, giving me the confidence that I didn't feel I um, had before to really pursuing what God told me to do for my life and just giving me the confidence to do things that I thought I couldn't do or I shouldn't do. And now I'm doing them boldly. I would say because of the confidence that I've built over the years of putting my voice out there, sharing my my stories or my experiences to the people. These are the type of confidence that builds me up to be able to do things like do a solo European tour. So if you are somebody who's interested in starting your podcast and you are like, I need to start it today. I know I've been called to do it. Then I would love for you to click the link in the bio and schedule an appointment with me. I would love to have a conversation with you about how or what your podcast would be about, how you need to start and the direction that you can go. So you gain the clarity. So there's going to be no more confusion about where do I start? What am I doing? And all that stuff. So if you're interested and you're ready to to invest into bettering yourself and learning a craft that can take you much farther than you thought you could go and open your mind to what's possible for you. Click the link in the bio and I would love to have a conversation with you. All right. So I will speak to you on the next episode. Catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.